0: Hello and welcome back to the Westwick Enterprising Podcast. My name is Chantal Costello, and I'm your host for today. Today we are back with another client-focused episode and I'm delighted to be joined by Michael Fury, the CEO of Ronspot. We are very excited to have you on today, Michael. Would you like to briefly outline to our listeners what Ronspot is all about, who you are and what you do?
1: Hi, Chantal. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're, we're delighted to be to be on your podcast today and kind of share as well, some of the um, learnings and thoughts that we have over the last couple of years with with Ronspot. and it's it's been a very exciting journey, and it's been obviously, you know, it's it's had its challenges with with COVID, like every other company out there, really. Um, and it's, you know, in many ways, it's provided opportunities as well, and and that's kind of what we've tried to focus on. We've we've tried to kind of focus on kind of what's positive and, and how change can actually be, be 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 good at times as well. In terms of where we came from. Um, Originally, we signed our first customer in 2018, January 2018. I had contacts in the pharmaceutical industry in Dublin and they approached me and they knew my background in software. And they said, look, we have this really major issue with our car parking um, at our site in Sandyford. and And essentially, it's an issue everyone would have been familiar with, certainly before COVID, where... There's never enough parking for, for employees. And um, you know, where, where people can can't commute, uh, you know, into Dublin City Centre using the Lewis or whatever they did, but you know, that wasn't an option for everybody. And 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 it's you know, you know, Ireland as well, we are very car dependent, and and so a lot of people would drive, but there's never enough parking spaces. So um this particular company had tried various solutions itself from its own homegrown solutions where they just tried it on Excel to manage it and they they looked around for solutions and there was actually nothing off the shelf, which was a surprise at the time. But the end result of it all was that their employees weren't happy. And, and this company, it was a very employee focused company and they really wanted uh, you know, to distribute the parking a lot more fairly. Even their upper management didn't have parking spaces. So they ended up parked out on the road at, at the time. So they approached us and we developed a solution. Um, just to make it fairer for everybody to, to get parking and a more even distribution. We were very lucky as well as and they had put a you know a reasonable budget aside to to develop the prototype, the very first version. And that almost never happens. You, you, you know, you get approached by a company and they say, mm-hmm. we'd love this solution and you know, you guys go, go build it and yeah, we'll definitely use it, but you go build it first and show it to us and, and we'll use it. And that's a very... Difficult way to do it because you really are depending on the company then to to come back with the goods after that. But in this example, they put a budget together and they also had a very detailed spec as to what they wanted. So it was the perfect sort of prototype starter project that we we put together. Um, I I had access to good engineers and we put together the, the solution in about two months and we launched it in January 2018 it was a huge success um, which was you know another another thing that you rarely see you know particularly with a prototype it's you tend to have to tweak it a lot you tend to have to do a lot of work and get it right something doesn't work something wasn't delivers the way the expectation uh, so you know so, somewhere th- things didn't meet together um, but that didn't happen in this case and it was right in the middle of an industrial park in sandyford and very quickly then we signed up other other customers you know who saw, who saw the success of, of the project with this so We were very lucky it was it was almost a textbook example of how you run out a prototype project at the time with a customer who was very engaged and that was really important and and i'd learned enough at that point that if they weren't really engaged i probably wouldn't have gone with it because i'd have recognized the fact that you you know good intentions are great but they they were really willing to put money behind the project and that's really what made the difference for us
0: yeah no absolutely and just there you kind of alluded to it how I suppose the journey began, but it seems that network was very important all along those those stages. You know how yeah. the company knew to approach you. So, what what was the beginning of that? I suppose pipeline of network. Or you said your background was in technology. So how, like where where were you before Ron Spot? Or how how did you fall into entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've I, you know, fell in is definitely the correct term. <laughs> I, I didn't, I certainly didn't grow up wanting to be an entrepreneur, and I mean, I even sometimes struggle to you know define what is an entrepreneur. Um, but certainly, I've been involved in you know homegrown growth type businesses, uh, both as CEO and as and, and not as a CEO. So, you know, back twenty years ago, I, I was involved in, in companies in Mayo. Um, and then after that, I started my own software company in Galway. Um, that that was a reasonable success. And that sort of definitely gave me an appetite for more. Um, we sold that one in 2007, 2008. And then I tried my, I was consulting really for, for a period of time, essentially. And it was over that consulting period where I feel I really honed my sort of knowledge of projects and products and business. And kind of what to jump at and what to what you know, what to leave alone is not gonna work. And to you know, to understand what the customer needs, what the market needs and what you're capable of delivering as well. That that's very important. And I've made lots of mistakes. You know, I, I've I've tried to develop products that just, you know, the demand wasn't there and that's the biggest mistake you can make. And and you're looking at it with my background in technology, I, I you know, I tend to look at the cool technology and this would be a great solution and people will love this and then you develop it and they don't because they don't really want it and they don't really see the utility and the benefit of it. So it's it's very, very important you start from the customer's point of view. So I, I spent a few years consulting really for various companies all over Dublin do, doing sort of one-off software projects that they simply paid for and we gave them. So there was no kind of long-term product there. But but actually, that period of time, be it seven, eight years, I think was probably my greatest period of growth from the point of view of understanding what, how you manage a customer, how you manage a product, and how you manage something that is scalable, um, even though I wasn't in the scalable business at the time. Uh, made a lot of contacts, and fr- from there, then, one of those contacts came in, and, and when they approached us about building this product, which subsequently turned out to be Ronspot, uh, you know, I I personally was well primed. I was kind of late forties, uh, mid to late forties. I had, I had a huge amount of experience. I'd a lot of failures behind me, um, <laughs> some successes as well. And yeah, and it, it was just timing was was very very good then when when that happened. But those those contacts I built up over the years very important.
0: No, definitely, and just something that you alluded to there as well. I think the mindset in Ireland is shifting a little bit around failure and the importance of failure, especially in the entrepreneurial ecosystem and yeah. um, just that a lot of times in the past entrepreneurs or you know people with an idea even would try something out fail it and go back to industry whereas now i think people are yeah. trying a bit more and learning and progressing continuously throughout their careers so it's, it's fantastic to see that there's hope for everyone out there
1: there is and it's, it's it's interesting because there's so many great companies in ireland uh, that means there's there's really great job roles in ireland as well so an awful lot of the talent is actually hoovered up by the multinationals or you know or by homegrown big large companies as well like the food companies the the lumpies, the Carries of this world you know that that's where an awful lot of the big talent goes because it's a very safe job it's they're well paid generally Um, You know, it makes a lot of sense to to, to be working in those. So I I, I think, but on the other hand, you know, people who come out of those organizations tend to come out with global experience, kind of real, um, real knowledge about how the business world works. And if they're willing to take a gamble, you know, there are some great supports in this country. There really are between Westpac, Enterprise Ireland and other um, state agencies to, to kind of really help you to 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 grow it. So you know, the biggest thing for most people is the risk. You know, yeah. by the time they've done maybe 15, 20 years in industry and they're thinking about maybe I'll try something myself, you know, you're gonna have children probably, you know, a lot of costs, sending kids to school, maybe college, all those types of things. And and it's hard and you do have to take a drop probably in your in your income, you know, when you make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I was slightly different and I was sort of in this space for years and years and years, kind of struggling along. And and really, you know, you're better off sometimes just fail quick and just get it done and get it out of the way. Um, yeah. the, the worst position to be in is bumping along the bottom where you kind of you, you have enough to keep going. And, you know, you're, you you get very passionate about your own projects. And, and you know, how do you, you you really want them to work? Um, but you, you know, it's earning enough to keep you in a job, but not enough really to scale, and that's kind of that's. I always think that's the grey area where it's where it's, it's toughest. Where you're you're better off if you can, um, you you know, just let let it fail and and move on to something else. And at that point, but it's very difficult to do.
0: Yes, yeah, of course. And of course. Um, just something there that you touched on is the available supports in the Irish ecosystem. So I just like to delve into that a little bit more because I think. A lot of the supports in Ireland, even West own service, sometimes it kind of goes unknown and that, yeah. it's, you know, there's a lot of supports there and it's something that's continuously praised in, in Ireland. But it's just something that a lot of people don't know about. So just what are the supports that you would have received through the startup and as well as your scaling processes? And just what advice would you give to somebody that was looking, you know, to avail of some of these supports?
1: Yeah, um, you know we've had quite a bit of involvement with West You know, working with John, John Brennan there in Galway, and you get some fantastic help around putting your financial models together, and and this and that's really important. You know, when you're putting trying to put together a credible plan for investors, you need to have you know cr- credible. Um, you know, financial plans that you can show people. And, you know, while we develop those plans ourselves, having someone like Westpik to throw their eye over them, you know, to sanity check it is really, really important. But that type of support is, you know, is very kind of consultancy type based. And then, you know, with someone like Enterprise Ireland, they can be a mix of both. So we've um, been fortunate enough to have, um got uh, two investments from Enterprise Ireland in, in Ronspot as part of our we've gone to, we've probably gone through two seed rounding seed rounds at this stage, up to about two million. Um, and Enterprise Ireland have been you know a huge supporter of us and the, and the people we're dealing with in there, they've been fantastic. But what doesn't get mentioned as much, and and I can see for entrepreneurs, they're always looking at the money, 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 and this, you know, so that they really would love to get financial support, and it is very important. But we've had huge support from Enterprise Ireland outside of the, the money side of things. So I personally did the New Frontiers program a few years back. Um, and even though I had been a so-called entrepreneur for years, I mean, the learnings on that New Frontiers program was amazing for me. You know, It really brought me to another level in terms of focusing on what's important. And then subsequently, uh, um, as you know, with, with uh, people in Ronspot as well, we did the um, entering the Eurozone program with Enterprise mm-hmm. Ireland. And we just completed that actually recently. And again, that was a fantastic program. And we got access to worldwide experts on different topics of scaling a business uh, in Germany and in Italy. Um, we traveled over there. Um, you, you, you know, you, you make You make great contacts. You you make people who are really focused on what's important in in terms of this stage of your business. So it's designed for companies of our size trying to scale. An interesting thing about the, the program we did in Germany, the German federal government, this was in Berlin, they had people in the room just watching because they want to emulate what Enterprise Ireland do, you you know, so they had local enterprise officers from Berlin just sitting and watching how Enterprise Ireland do their business. You know, it's, 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 it's really important. I, I know the IDA gets quite rightly some great press in Ireland for, for all the great work that they do, but, You know, for local, small companies like ourselves, Enterprise Ireland are absolutely a crucial cog in the wheel. I don't think we'd be here without them, you know.
0: No, I absolutely agree. Big advocate for Enterprise Ireland. So they have a lot of fantastic programs and particularly the the New Frontiers program. I know a lot of success stories have come out of it and I think they've just launched another program recently. So it's great to see that there is great interest there as well. Um, Just to bring it back a little bit to Bondspot's own service I suppose. You've mentioned that the product has evolved over the years and I know COVID-19 has had a huge part to play in that so would you mind just explaining to our listeners a little bit about how you pivoted the business model and how that has affected the business over the years?
1: Yeah no, absolutely when, when we started originally we were uh, dealing with car parks only so so company car parks not, not public car parks. We were, we were growing quite rapidly and it was, it was all um you know bootstrapped. So we were every bit of money we make we're putting back into the business, but it was only growing around car parks. Um and but we were getting international clients we were very happy. And then then COVID hit hit us all very hard very quickly in, in March 2000 And we could see even in our own reports, every single car park in the world emptied overnight because everybody had to stay at home. So um, essentially, we, you know, we had a product that nobody actually needed at that point in time. Now, you know, at the time, people are saying, oh, you know, COVID will be a couple of weeks, then it'll be a month, then it'll be three months, then six months. And, you know, it just obviously as time went on and our heads started to adjust around to how how big an issue this was. Um, you know, I'd say we were fortunate in some cases that we had annual contracts put in with a lot of our customers. And even in some cases, we had three-year contracts. So we weren't dead in the water, but it was obviously a huge issue for us because nobody was signing up, n- needed the service anymore. Um, so we said, look, let's use this time that we have now to, I wouldn't say pivot, Chantal, but we certainly added features that were complementary to what we had already. And we were betting on the fact that you know car parks would be needed again in the future in, in in these what we what we probably didn't fully recognize at the time was and again think back to March 2020 was how substantially people would move to this hybrid workplace so um so we we started to add in uh, desk management and then meeting room management, and to do that because we didn't have extra income coming uh, coming in, we had to go do a funding round. So we did a funding round through twenty twenty as a seed funding round with the with the help of HBAN and, and Enterprise Ireland, and and that was very successful. And and you know we were, we were delighted with that. We're delighted to get those investors on board. You, you know these angel type investors, and we're, and we were very grateful for their support and their, and their view of where the business is going to go. So. So we used 2020 really to get in, get funding in, get investment into the business and reposition the product into desking, uh, parking and meeting rooms and really then reposition into a hybrid solution, which by that stage, end of 2020, everybody was talking about the hybrid workplace. So that it's a good example of what started out as a huge problem for us actually became an opportunity. And, and that opportunity has, has grown since then. And we've seen you know mul- multiple growth annual growth in our business uh purely because of where the world has gone now with, with, with hybrid workplace we wouldn't be the size we are now without th- that that big change haven't having, having happened you know
0: yeah definitely michael but i suppose as well there's credit to be gotten where credit is due and the fact that you've adapted as time has gone on and you've identified where there's a gap in the market that you can capitalize on. So uh, not only is the world changing, but I suppose having a, a mindset, a growth mindset that you can roll with it, kind of go with the world and, and in that
1: sense. Oh, 100%. And- yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it, it was. And it's, it's kind of obvious now when you look back. I mean, of course, why would we not add all these in? But at the time, it wasn't necessarily. And everything was in flux and every everything was uncertain, you know. Um, but but now looking back, it was a great decision. and it, And it's, and it's, you know done very well for the for the organization so so we're really happy with how it's gone but on the other hand as well it's brought a lot of new entries into the market as well so but but they've come in a year 18 months two years behind where we were uh, so it's just ourselves and a couple of other companies really who are leading the market even though there's Dozens and dozens and dozens of other entries have come in, but too too late in the game, in my view, so long, so long as we continue to, obviously, to, to push forward. Um, yeah, so we're, we're very happy where we are today, for sure.
0: No, that's fantastic. And just then, looking back at the experience that you've gotten over your career so far, would there be any standout piece of advice that you'd like to pass on to any startup company who's kind of trying to enter any market, not, not particularly your one, but any market and, you know, what advice would you pass on to
1: them? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, one thing I suppose out of a couple of pieces of advice in terms of kind of how you manage yourself and then how you manage your people, I guess. Um, one thing I would say, Chantal, is nobody knows your business like you know your business. You, you know, um, you do get great advice from from people who really know business very, very well. And it's and, and it's fantastic. And it does give you kind of a, a new view on things. But it's very important to trust yourself um, and, and to trust your knowledge of what's happening in the business and not be purely driven by you know what is the normal thing to do in a situation. Um and 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 the reason you know you have that knowledge is because you obviously work it seven days a week. You, you never stop thinking about your business, you never stop thinking about the options. What if I do this? What if I do that? What are the, What are the? No, nobody understands a business like yourself, um, and it's important to acknowledge that. As you know, be it as a CEO or some some senior management or anybody in the company, they they live and breathe it every single day, um, and so make make your decisions yourself. Really, take all the advice on board for sure but make your decisions um, don't make other people's decisions don't don't take uh, you know some you must absolutely do this and the chances are they will not have thought about it as deeply as you have even though they might be fantastic business people and, and experts in that area so that that's one thing is is kind of trust yourself and trust your own experience and knowledge of what's going on that's very very important the second thing very quickly i would say as well is about your people so the people that you hire into the business i I did have a tendency, and I still do it, and I, I'm I'm trying not to as as much as sometimes you know when an issue crops up, it's as easy just jump in there and solve it yourself, um, and just fix it, and it's kind of done and out of the way, rather than try and explain how it can be fixed to somebody maybe whose whose area it's it's under. So trust your people more. You obviously have to bring them up to speed. It takes time. and They, they need to understand the business and understand the solutions and, and, and how all that works. Um, and avoid the temptation of just trying to jump in and solve every single problem that's going on. And, and trust your people to eventually come up with the right solutions themselves. And again, it's, it's kind of your baby. You've grown up with it. You know it better than anybody else. And you're always tempted to be all about um you know you know finding a solution for everything and and an entrepreneur tends to have that mindset anyway but it's important to to put that trust out to the people that you hire as well because give them time and that they'll you know over time they'll just come up with better solutions to yourself even because that's what they think about all day long Mm
0: -hmm. i suppose as well there's an element of bringing people up but sometimes you can be too close to a project that you might not see exactly you know the problem at hand whereas somebody in the team that might not be as experienced as you are might be able to look at it from another angle
1: 100 percent and again these, these enterprise island programs like new frontiers and the eurozone program where you're getting access to expertise they always bring something new something to, to the table mm-hmm. that you can then apply to your own business so absolutely it's really important to listen to, to outside voices yeah for sure mm-hmm.
0: and just then being in the industry i suppose that you are what approach do you take within your own team to remote working?
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Where um, I would say we we have we have two teams. We have an Irish team and we've a, a team that works abroad. Uh, the team that works abroad actually they all work in an office, and the Irish team are by and large working from home. Um, so we, we have an office here in Galway um, in ATU, the ATU, the GMIT Innovation Hub, uh, as was once known, which is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, we're, we're delighted to be here and we'll be here for as, for as long as they, they don't kick us out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a brilliant facility. You, you get everything you, you need here. Um, you also meet other people in the same boat as yourself. And it's just good to have those conversations and to know you're, you're not alone either. Um but our, our our team are distributed across the country, so we had one guy in Lisbon for a while. He's back in Dublin. We've another girl in Dublin. We've people around Galway. I I personally myself tend to come into the office. I like being in the office, and I, I like just working from here. Uh, but I live just out the road, uh, you know, it's, it's not very far away. Um, we've other people come in and out. It's a little bit sort of haphazard. Our, our office couldn't take everybody, I'd say that. So so we, we'll always have an element of hybrid and people will be working from home. Um, it, it it works well so far, but we, we recently had a company day in the office where we, everybody came in and we just all kind of kicked around ideas together. That was hugely valuable as well. So I think a mix is where we'll be going from now on
0: definitely i i think a lot of businesses are the same at the moment you know and that keeps people happy too which is very important yeah. um just then you mentioned that you're uh, based in the atu um, innovation hub so what other advantages would you say that you reap from being based there i know there's like networking opportunities and being surrounded by like-minded businesses who i suppose could be in the same position as you as well so what other advantages would you see by being based there
1: yeah, well, I've I've seen both sides of the coin. So, so I've I've hired my own place uh, in 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 the past, and it's just it's it's so much more hassle than, than than you realize. Only when you come into somewhere like the ATU Innovation Hub, and it's simple things like it's you know it's security around the building, um, and and that's that's even important when you know a lot of our customers are you know, you know they're they're well known global brands uh, brands. We have to do. Um, security questionnaires with them and they, they ask us about the security of the building, all this type of stuff. And that's just all taken as a given here. Um, e- even simple things like you, you, have, a, you, know, you have a canteen that's uh, a very clean building. Um, it's 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 based on campus here. Um, I, I, we've we've hired a couple of people, not not through GMIT but through the university. So you, you get access to these types of programs as well. Uh, as as a as a client company within within the ATU, and you're made aware of these these types of programs. And, and, and simple things, you, you know, that the the lease is is very flexible. There's all sorts of good reasons, uh, you know, you know, to 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 be based in here. And I would, as I say, I'll I'll stick it out for as long as I possibly can get away with it. You know.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! I don't want to keep you for too much longer, Michael. I know how busy you are, so I just um have a few more follow up questions. So, just sure. I know that you're just off the back of your latest funding round, having raised one point one million in investment funding. So, there's a lot of exciting plans in the pipeline for a Round Spot. But what would you say you're most excited about right now?
1: Yeah, so we we want to expand into. Um, into other countries, but we want to do it in a more sort of uh, structured manner. Uh, we, we do have, and we're looking at Germany in particular, we we do have customers in Germany already, we, we have customers I think in 35 countries around the world now. Um, but it's it's been a little bit haphazard up to now, and we're we're, we're taking a more formal approach and, and hiring based on that. So, so so tackling into the German market is hugely important for us now over the next six months, and we're excited about that. And we've an awful lot of the groundwork done for it and we just kind of need to get on with it now. At this point, um, we've we've a head of sales are arriving soon. We've just hired a new salesperson, a Spanish-speaking person in in um, in Dublin. So an awful lot of our hires right now are very much around sales you know growing the business we have a very mature product and that's kind of going to continue in the background but we're we're, um, you know we're really excited about growing the business at this point and just signing more and more customers
0: that's fantastic so if anybody wants to get in touch with you where is the best place to find you we'll add your contact details in the show notes as well
1: yeah so the best place is our website so uh, ronspotflexwork.com that's r-o-n-s-p-o-t uh, for those who are interested, Ronspot is, um, our first customer was in a place called Red Oak North, so R-O-N, so and we just added a spot to the end of it, so Ronspot. So Ronspot Flexwork. Um, you just reach out to us uh, through the contact form there and you, you can talk to any of the uh, sales guys on, on there. Um, I'm always available for, for a chat or just, you can uh, you can drop my email there as well, uh, Chantal, so it's michael.fury at ronspotflexwork.com. Uh, always, always happy to talk to people. Um, yeah, so definitely to, to the website. And, and again, our, our marketing team do a lot of good work on LinkedIn as well. So reach out to there as well. We, we'll definitely connect.
0: That's brilliant. So thank you very much for everything today, Michael. It's been very insightful. So just before we finish up, we'll go through the quick fire round. So our regular listeners will know that we just do a quick fire round at the end of each episode, just to kind of pick your brain a little bit and get to know you a little bit more. For so sure. do you prefer to work from home or the office?
1: Work from the office.
0: You kind of already answered that one. But um, Apple or Windows?
1: Oh, Apple for sure.
0: Email or phone calls? Email. Tea or coffee? Tea. LinkedIn or Twitter?
1: Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I use them both heavily, but LinkedIn for creating connections, Twitter for browsing, I would say. Okay.
0: Um, early bird or night
1: owl? Uh, I'm an early bird, yeah.
0: that got anything to do with the lack of coffee?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, It's just bad habits over the years, yeah. I tend to be in bed early, all right, but uh, I, I do get up early, yeah
0: um reading or podcast
1: actually um again a mix of both but i've probably moved over to to podcast more i audible is probably my favorite app so i i yeah. listen to a lot of books when i'm out walking on that so that's kind of a mix of audio and, and books then isn't it yeah yeah um and then time blocking or winging it i probably wing it a bit too much um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, get, I'm getting better at it. And again, as the team grows within Ronspot, winging it becomes less and less of an option, you, you know, and you do need more more and more structure. Um, so I'm, I'd say I'm, I'm naturally a person who wings it, but I need to get better at, you know, getting more structured about how I do things. Very good.
0: And then just the last one is you get more or less than eight hours
1: sleep. Less, a, a lot less. Yeah, a lot yeah. Less. yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish I wish my sleeping pattern was better. Um, you know, I, I could be I could be working at five AM absolutely no problem. Sleeping pattern actually is a very important one uh, for, for anyone trying to I think run a business if they can kinda of just try and put, put the work aside a little bit and just get their get their sleep. That's very, very important. The other thing I would say is exercise as well. I, I try to every day just do an hour's exercise. Um you know, it's great for obviously the physical benefits, but it allows you to switch off from the business as well, which is important, yeah. you know.
0: No, absolutely. Especially if you're getting fresh air involved there as well on your walk. Exactly. I think it's very important for the mental, mental side of things. So thank you very much, Michael, for coming on today. And thanks to all of our listeners. Um, as we said, we'll leave your contact details in the show notes. And I know the the episode was very valuable. So uh, just thanks so much for taking the time out.
1: Thank you, Chantal. Absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to be notified about future podcasts please feel free to get in touch with us on social media and let us know if you found this episode beneficial. You can find us at Westbeck on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. If you would like to hear more about our available supports, please get in touch via our website, www.westbeck.ie. And of course, stay tuned for our next podcast episode.